0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Rera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, NWSI analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we've got an NWSL 2022 expansion draft live recap for everybody, but first, thanks for joining us. Here's a quick plug: Mastercard is pr- is a proud official partner of the National Women's Soccer League. The company is deeply committed to women's sports and promoting diversity on and off the field. Go to priceless.com to learn more about how Mastercard is supporting gender equity and limitless possibilities for all. Everyone, thanks for being here today. A quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at attacking third for breaking news. We're also on YouTube. If you're watching this live, please subscribe and like this video. You can find us on youtube.com attack Backing third. Lisa, how you doing? We we did it. We made it. Here we are. Expansion draft Over, done and dusted.
1: I mean, you you would think that as soon as the, the picks were all done and said, I know a lot of people turned off their stream. They walked away. I even got up. I, I went into my kitchen and I was just thinking about all the trades. And all of a sudden I hear from the broadcast uh more news is happening and breaking in the league. I'm like running back into my little studio here in my apartment. Um, Sandra nuts. There is so much that we need to dive into here. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Um, and and you, you, you're a little superstar on CBS Sports, giving your analysis there. But we know where your heart truly lies with attacking third and with me right here.
0: <laughs> That's true. I love to be amongst the people. And this is where it's at. I love it. You know, I put it out there on Twitter. I said, yo, come join the after party. This is where it's at. We're gonna have a good time here. You know, we I guess maybe we have the we have the later gig. Right. But maybe we have the more fun of the gigs because it's a little we're a little bit more loose. We have all the we have all the information. Right. We could react. we we'll react to that a little bit. Uh, let's let's get into it. If you're joining us. Uh, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about everything. So if you're joining us because you missed what's going on, what was happening during the uh, expansion draft, we're going to walk you through it. OK, uh, so for for people who are just getting the first of everything. Heading into this expansion draft, you had San Diego Way Football Club, Angel City FC heading into expansion draft to sort of build out their rosters. A ton of trades taking place right ahead of this event, uh, which led to the following roster protections ahead of this event. San Diego with uh, full roster protection for Chicago, Red Stars, Kansas City, Gotham FC, and North Carolina Courage. Angel City making a number of moves for full roster protection and partial roster protections for some teams. Full roster protections uh, for similar uh, teams in Chicago Red Stars, Kansas City Current, Gotham FC, North Carolina Courage, and Racing Louisville and Portland Thorns, but partial protections for O.L. Rain. No forwards could be selected. And then Washington Spirit, none of their allocated players could be protected. So it sort, of, it sort of set the table ahead of time, Lisa, for this event where there were some question marks. And we were like, wait a second now, because we <laughs> go here. We go here to CBS and we're like, hold on a second. What's going to what's this event going to look like? We brought Marissa Pilla on for a, pre, for a preview of this expansion draft event. She talked to us a little bit about prepping for this. It, it was we knew it was going to look and feel a little bit different knowing that there were only gonna be a handful or so of of, of selected like selecting eligible type of teams Mm -hmm. participating in this in this draft. So I guess like initially like what were some of your like perspectives going into this night of what we were gonna you know anticipate.
1: I think that's the first thing we do have to touch on because we knew so many teams were protected from both Angel City and San Diego, Chicago, Kansas City, Gotham, North Carolina. Um, And because of that, there would be less picks overall. I mean, that's just common knowledge and math right there for you. And then a lot of teams that were being protected by these squads, where were those uh, draft picks going to go. And that's why uh, when we saw San Diego pass on two of their picks, um, I really wasn't surprised. Um, Maybe just surprised that they wouldn't pick earlier and then and then pass on the last two just to to put their final pick a little bit higher in in the overall picks but um no i i wasn't too surprised with how everything kind of unfolded here we also had the protected and unprotected players list from each of the 9 teams in the NWSL that did come out ahead of this expansion draft so we knew the players that were unprotected and the most valuable for their current clubs, uh, we're most likely going to go at the top of this board. And that's something that I don't think we saw. And even when you watch the CBS sports live draft coverage of this, um, the number third pick in Claire Emsley was a little bit surprising for everyone. And I know we're going to run through all of these draft picks, but um seeing a player like Kaylee Real not go higher in this draft was something that surprised me. But Also, you have to remember that Angel City couldn't draft from Racing Louisville. So for San Diego, they could choose to pick from Racing Louisville whenever they wanted because they were the only team picking from them. So there were so many moving parts when I was watching this draft happen that I was like, why are you not picking X player? And then I would be like, well, you can't or it doesn't matter because... Um, there were certain restrictions like a reigns forwards and Washington Spirits allocated players. I was constantly like double checking my notes like, right, this is what they can do. Um, but I have to say the live looks at Angel City and San Diego in their rooms doing the picks pretty, pretty hilarious, pretty cool to see Angel City playing cards at the <laughs> start of this. We, we have to ask Freya Coom about that. Hey, why not? If you're that confident going into an expansion draft, I love to see that. Uh, listen, I love all the, I
0: love all the little quirks that happen like in between a draft. Uh, an- another bit of information for folks who didn't know that this draft and the upcoming, um, NWSL 2022 draft on Saturday, uh, are both, were both moved to virtual events. They initially, uh, were announced uh, that they were going to be two back-to-back events, right? Live in-person events out in Cali in Los Angeles, uh, Setting was 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 in place and everything. Uh, But obviously, due to the complications with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, things were moved uh, virtually. So this was a a virtual production uh, of this event, as will be on on Saturday. And that is something that we need to bring up a little bit as well, because you don't you don't see that like you you're missing those type of draft day uh you know cult, like quirks or bits of culture or like that, that are, that's coming into play you don't you don't see the 50 little million conversations that are happening side to side table to
1: table um that wasn't something that kind of came into play even, even the side looks that you get when the camera yeah. flashes to a table and it's like what that was the yeah. so but uh, i I love that. I love that Angel city still brought a deck of cards cuz that's part
0: of it i mean <laughs> n- like We might see a little bit of this, right, on on Saturday when the regular NWSL draft comes into play uh, because that tends to be a little bit of a longer event. And it's from that event where something like, yo, bring a deck of cards in because it's going to be a long night kind of vibe. Uh, so I love that if things got kicked off with that. It, you know, you appreciate the little things like that. And I appreciated seeing that um, out of Angel City. But we, we, we've we sort of done that. We, we've set the table a little bit. Right. We talked about the teams that went in there with full protection. Some of the teams that went in with partial protection. The fact that this got moved uh, from an in live and in-person event to a virtual event kind of shake things up, uh, shakes things up and puts, uh, shift things around differently. Uh, and obviously all the trades, right, that took place ahead of time, maybe shifted some things a little bit. Whereas maybe if all of those moves aren't made, this is a little bit of a, a different night. Uh, maybe there's two rounds, right, instead of just the one round mm-hmm. with X amount of picks, you know, um, because the rules were, were different heading into this event as well, where it's like a team can only make uh, certain selections from certain teams, uh, only Teams can only protect nine players versus 11 in the past, right? All these alterate, like, different adjustments and alterations were made to the rules ahead of it, but... Let's just go through these picks and sort of see how they ended up rounding out because it was once they got to the picks, Lisa, it kind of went rather, rather quickly. And it oh, uh, A- yeah. was first on the clock in this one. Were you excited when it was finally like, here we are, we're getting to the picks?
1: I mean, I was I loved all the banter beforehand and, and kind of the background of where these two clubs have come from. But um, uh, we have our our attacking third social media manager and, and a coordinator in this stream with us right now, Sydney, and we were going back and forth before this happened. And uh, all of a sudden these picks came and they were very fast. I was trying to take down notes and stay on top of it. Those two minutes, two and a half minutes, Sandra, they go very, very quick, but we knew Angel City was up first um, and and they they took it away right from the start. I love
0: this pick. We're just gonna we're just gonna get down to the nitty gritty. Angel City comes in with the with the first pick in the expansion draft, right? And they go with a midfielder in Danny Weatherholt from All Rain. She's uh, plays in the six, a defensive midfielder. She's a, a league veteran, right? Multiple years in the league, guys. Six seasons under her belt here, and a California native. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great pick out the gate for Angel City. And when they made it, I was like, oh, they're they're still coming to play even after all of these moves right that they made ahead of the expansion trap i was like this is just bulking up their their middle third there and i really like that they made this pick to start things off
1: that's the point, Sandra, you could have seen either of these teams, San Diego or Angel City, really go for players that haven't seen a lot of time on the field. That could be those uh, players off the bench coming in, not getting those starting spots just to create depth at positions. And with this first pick in Danny Weatherall from O.L. Rain, this was not a depth pick for Angel City yes she plays that defensive midfield position that that six holding midfield um, and Angel City already has Julie Ertz in that positions but Julie Ertz is still injured and, and she's still recovering from that so This is a player um, in Weatherholt that could come into Angel City and really set the tone. As you mentioned, she is a veteran and now returning home to Southern California with Angel City. This is a huge move. and, And that's something that we talked about in our preview, that we thought that these expansion clubs were going to try to get players that were from California that wanted to return home to California. That's been such a big theme throughout this league is that players want to play in front of their home crowds in hometowns. And now that there are two teams in California, San Diego and Los Angeles, uh, we were going to see players that were from Southern California being moved back into these teams. And I'm no surprise that Danny Weatherholt went first, honestly, because she is such a tremendous defensive midfielder. She can get stuck in on tackles and plays, but as soon as she wins the ball, she can also be that pivot player, switching the ball from one side to the other. So big pickup for angel city to start. San Diego, though, they were moving right along second pick in this NWSL expansion draft, Sandra. Who else did it go to than Houston Dash's own Christy Mewis midfielder? She was unprotected, one of the players that I think a lot of people starred and circled when they read the Houston Dash unprotected protected player list because Christy Mewis is a U.S. women's national team Veteran, uh, she was at the Olympics this summer. Um, attacking midfielder player, such a playmaker on the ball. She can dribble with so much speed at defenders. Have that creative mindset to play those little slip balls through to her forwards. She can even rotate through into that front line as well. Such a versatile player, and she gets picked up by San Diego.
0: You know what? They, they made this pick right, and I was like, "Oh, we got a we got a heavyweight match." going on right here uh, you had angel city with the weather hole pick and then you had san diego taking a midfield of their own but it was christy muis right so choosing a u.s allocated player from houston dash right we just sort of knew that with the rules in place ahead of this that houston was was probably gonna maybe make a move you know and and leaving this player off kind of raised some eyebrows a little a little bit for for houston but san diego also selecting this player we we knew and then we're going to talk about this more towards the bottom of this episode but a lot of us sort of knew that there were some unannounced trades right coming into play we knew in the back of our minds that there was going to be another trade window that had opened back that would open back up uh, ahead of the regular nwsl draft draft Taking place on Saturday, so what is this? Was this going to be a solidified pick? Was Christian Mewis going to be part of the San Diego Wave football club family? And it turns out that wasn't the case. But we're going to get to that later. <laughs> so at the time, at the time, you're thinking, okay, two picks back to back. You're you're talking about two experienced midfielders, right? Mm-hmm. Two Cali sides coming into play. But then you've got number three, right? You've got Angel City back on the clock. And they end up going with a forward, right? So they choose choose a midfield first and they end up going with a forward. They choose from Orlando Pride. They go with uh, Claire e- Emsley. Ems- excuse me, am I saying that correctly, uh, NWSL uh, analyst and broadcaster Lisa Rowling
1: <laughs> Yes, Claire Emsley. You want to, you always want to double check and not disrespect. Yeah, of course. I'm not sure. She's an international player too. So to have her back in the NWSL is huge Scottish international there. Um, she has played in the league before, but uh she's coming back, her rights were owned by Orlando pride. So that was the pickup from Orlando pride that we saw from angel city because Orlando pride, a team that really wasn't protected throughout this draft. So it's no surprise that we saw uh, one or two of their players get snatched up early. You know,
0: it's uh, again, this was another one where we're just kind of, like, OK, there were two teams that we knew for sure coming in here that didn't have roster protection. Right. We knew it was Houston. We knew it was Orlando. So I was a little bit curious as the, as the players that were going to be selected out of these two clubs. And then I think this was another one. It's an, this was another pick right after Christy Mewis that people maybe had their eyes on a little bit. Still, even now, sort of post uh, expansion draft here, where they're kind of wondering where this particular player is going to fit in. For for Angel City, someone who has been playing overseas in England for a little while, ties to Everton, is is Angel City committing to a player that they've maybe had some conversations with already that is going to commit to them and and come on over and, and play for for Angel City? I'm sure we'll find out. Yes, a Scottish international, very very crafty player. You know, you could maybe utilize her a, a, along that entire front line, right? We'll we'll see, uh, yeah. and who knows if she's going to end up utilizing one of these international picks, right? That mm-hmm. Angel City uh, has gotten. They, I believe they got one from Chicago during mm-hmm. during this trade trade window. We'll find out whether or not that's that's going to be
1: utilized uh, uh, for, for that player. Um, I, I think we will see that. And one of the cool things about the CBS draft coverage is that Marissa Pilla was chatting and she got the opportunity to talk with Casey Stoney and Freya Coombe. And uh, Marissa asked head coach of Angel City, Freya Coombe, about this pick. And Freya opened up and said that, yeah, she's she's a left-footed player, and we need those. And we need a player that can play on the wing and send crosses in and keep the ball and score goals that they need to. And having that international level of play coming into this Angel City team is huge for this squad. And, and Freya Coombe actually also said that she can drop her back into the midfield playing more of a wing back position. Of course, these new teams, we don't really know what kind of formation Angel City and San Diego are going to roll out. And now as these rosters are shaping out, you can see that the possibilities are really endless, especially getting a player like this as the third pick San Diego, then for the fourth pick, their second pick in this draft back on the clock, Kristen McNabb, the defender and midfielder from O.L. Reign. So that was O.L. Reign's second player to lose in just the top four picks of this draft. And if that tells you anything it is that O.L. Reign's roster is incredibly deep and incredibly talented because Kristen McNabb going to San Diego, she's been in the league for a number of years um, uh, and she plays a, a defender. So she can either drop into that center back position and be a communicator and an organizer in the back line. San Diego also, we know that they have Abby Dahlkampfer in that center back position as well. But Kristen McNabb is a player that can also play on the width. She's more comfortable playing in that center back position, but out uh, in an outside back position or even a defensive midfielder six role, Kristen McNabb can shine and, and she can be that connector player for San Diego. So she was San Diego's pick uh, for four and the second player to go from O.L. Rain, the first being Danny Weatherall in the first overall pick for Angel City.
0: Listen, when Kristen McNabb went, I said, I said, that's rough. I wow. said, that's rough for ol O-L-R, ours for rough because it, it was, <laughs> you know, it's going to, listen, the trade window was tough for a lot of teams. You saw a lot of of, uh, of the hardcore fan base sort of reacting to some of the trades that were taking place during that trade window, right? And then you had that other part of it, right, where it's expansion drafts, and you're going to have maybe hardcore fan bases of those teams also react to a night like this. And we saw that happening for O L R. with these two kind of players uh, going, not, back-to-back per se, but pretty early in, in, in the selection process of uh, of this expansion draft. Uh, Angel City was back on the clock with, with uh, pick number five. They went with another forward, and I was a big fan of this pick as well, and Jasmine Spencer from the Houston Dash. You're talking about a nine-year veteran of this league. One of the forwards that I really enjoy watching play in NWSL, and she is someone that I think – adds additional depth for that forward core that it looks like they're starting to build in Angel City. And they got that first piece in somebody like Kristen Press, who I think if you make that big leap for that type of player, that is a player who is going to be starting on your front line. But who are you
1: you going to be utilizing around yeah. a player like that, right? I- That's exactly what you have to look at. Knowing that Kristen Press is already going to be in that starting lineup, playing that number nine, that striker for Angel City. It's how can you complement Kristen Press? Because Kristen Press is going to do what Kristen Press does, and that's get the ball, dribble at defenders, get in behind, look for the long balls over top, uh, look to go 1v1 with the last defender and then even the goalkeeper. Against opponents. So, playing or drafting a player like Jasmine Spencer in this expansion draft from Houston is huge. I think this is a great pickup. Jasmine Spencer is so quick on the ball. And if you throw her up top alongside a player like Kristen Press, I think that relationship can really grow and develop to be a uh, Teammates that can give and go around defenders, can can slot in behind back lines. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll see Jasmine Spencer get the start. She can come off the bench for Angel City. I think that's something that still uh, needs to be developed a little bit more over the next few weeks. But this was a huge grab for Angel City. Um, a, another player, honestly, when I looked at the protected, unprotected player list, especially for Houston, Christy Mewis was the first one. And then Jasmine Spencer, another player that was left uh unprotected, frankly, and a player that can create such a spark. um And and also her mindset, her mentality, a, a veteran in the league, nine years in the NWSL. So she understands what she's doing and she can join a team and really fit right in with her personality. She's upbeat. She's just a doy to chat to um, and to play with. I've, I've heard from players. So this was a huge, huge grab for Angel City, um, absolutely. Shout out to Aaron Sullivan
0: talking about Charlie Press, yeah. right, and possibly Spencer in that front line. I'm in complete agreement uh, with you, Aaron. That's that's a that's a that's a. If you're looking at the opposition, looking at that, you're saying, "Oh boy," and like bracing yourself, right, as the defensive back line having to go up against oh, a potential yeah. front three. Like that, but yeah, love to this pick from, from Angel City. Absolutely. I'm in agreement with you. Could, could either be a starter. Could either be somebody who comes off of the bench. And I don't think people should discredit or, or or look past, uh, you know, NWSL ready type of forwards. You're talking about a player that's been in this league for as long as it has existed, right? And that is so important. I think when you are an expansion club and you're trying to flesh out and build out, your rosters uh because this is a player that went to Houston kind of mid season mm-hmm. and didn't need a lot of time to make an impact with that club. And if you're angel city, you're looking at somebody like angels uh, like a, uh, like Jasmine Spencer and saying, we want that type of player to come here to angel city and not need a ton of time to get adjusted to this type of temple or the type of play that we're going to try to be developing with our new head coach. so I think this was a solid pickup for them. All around. And I think we're talking about this a little a little bit more than maybe some other players, because as we started getting towards the, the latter end of this expansion draft, we started to see less picks. Lisa, yeah. you had San Diego Wave FC with the number six pick. And here comes President Jill Ellis
1: and says, <laughs> pass we're good. And we're like, okay. She even okay. Sanders she even prefaced it, the camera and the mic cut to her, uh, maybe before she was ready for it. And she goes, well, this is going to be anticlimactic, uh, we pass, <laughs> and, which yeah. uh, honestly, like looking at what kind of happened, I wasn't too surprised at this. Um, I knew there was going to be a pass or two in this draft, just based on which teams could draft from which other teams. Um, and it was pretty hard hitting up front in this draft. I'd say the first handful of picks, even up until the fifth, Jasmine Spencer, huge picks and, and heavy hitters for both of these sides. And then for Jill Ellis to just give us a solid pass and move right along to Angel City for the yeah. number seven pick.
0: And we knew we were going to have to keep keep our eye on that. We're like, okay, this is this is clearly because of some things that are probably going to come down the line. But we had to, they kept it moving, so we got to keep it moving. Angel City coming through at number seven with another selection from Washington Spirit. They went ahead and they chose a defender after going midfielder, then forward, forward, going the defensive end and choosing, again, another veteran, four years in the league, Paige Nielsen out of Washington Spirit, what is your take on this pick, Lisa? I know we talk about it all the time. If people are just joining us for the first time, Lisa and I are big fans of defense here on Attacking Third. We love it. We love to talk about it. Lisa, former defender out of Marquette University. Why was this a good pickup in your opinion or not uh, for, for Angel City to get somebody like a, a Paige Nielsen?
1: Personally, I think this was a great pick. Paige Nielsen with with, with Washington Spirit. Um, she had a good season this year. She struggled with some injuries, so she was in and out of the lineup and, and even in 18 for games. But she's a player that can come in and really play that center back position and organize well and, and do that, but also be an outside back and use her speed and her athleticism to get up the flanks and send crosses in. We saw that a lot with Washington Spirit. They, they use their outside backs to really join into the attack, which I imagine we'll see from Angel City and Freya Kuhn, because that's exactly how Gotham played when Freya Kuhn was there with Caprice Didasco out on the flank, constantly sending crosses in. So to grab a player like Paige Nielsen who has that versatility to play as a defender, a lockdown 1v1 defender. She can get stuck into tackles, make those hard plays that break up opponents' momentum moving forward, and then also have the versatility to get the ball at her feet, dribble forward, uh, take the space in front of her, combine down the field, and send crosses in. It's really a two-fold pick for Angel City. And then when you look at the full roster for Angel City, they have Sarah Gordon. They have Julia. They, they have those players that can lead. Uh, Sarah Gordon, she's a player that you want in your center back um, that can really organize and be loud vocally. So now putting Paige Nielsen alongside Sarah Gordon, those two can balance each other out because they have experience playing in the league and playing with teams Chicago and Washington that have a lot of success. Hey, they were the two teams in the 2021 uh, NWSL Championship. So this is a huge, huge get for Angel City. Um, and I'm I'm surprised it took them until the seventh pick to pick up a defender, honestly, uh, just based on how everything was going with them and, and already the forwards and the midfielders that they have.
0: You know, I think I'm, I'm going to give me with you on that. I'm, I'm a little bit curious to see how it's going to play out because I know, you know, both, nielsen and and gordon are used to maybe sort of playing that that right kind of center back role so i'm curious to see like what the adjustment is going to be there if any but i mean if, if they can figure it out whoever wants to slot in left and, and, and right i think that is going to be a really fierce center back duo i mean you've got Paige nielsen you know and sarah gordon you got sarah gordon who's going to be running yeah. him down and you got Paige nielsen who's going to be wrecking him up. I mean it is gonna be like watch out. So I'm I'm I liked this pick as well, uh, you know, for, for Angel City at seven. And I'm just gonna go back to back here, Lisa. That's cool with you because we had San Diego to close things out at number eight and number nine. And San Diego hit us with the pass again. So obviously alluded to some things that we had heard throughout the duration of the trade window, potential moves with Orlando, potential moves with Portland Thorns, right? We were wondering if something was going to happen. And there were two passes that took place, which led to the ninth and final pick of the expansion draft, which also ended with San Diego wave. And they went with Kaylee real a defender out of racing Louisville FC. And I'm going to, I'm going to, Pinky brain on this one again, yep. too, Lisa, because we talked a little bit about choosing defenders towards the the end of this expansion draft. But in particular, this defender out of Racing Louisville. I mean, because this was a this was a center back for mm-hmm. you know a Racing Louisville back line that that had a rough goal of it right in their inaugural season, conceded a lot of goals. But this was someone who was kind of a, a consistent presence for this back line throughout their entire season.
1: That's exactly right. Keely Real is a player that. Um, she wasn't super consistent for Louisville on the field, but she did get minutes and especially with an expansion side in racing Louisville. And now to be headed over to San Diego, another expansion side. I I think that this experience will be different for Kaylee real this year. Um, I I see her coming off the bench as that center back position, maybe taking this year uh, to develop herself and to look at players ahead of her, like Abby doll camper that will be in that starting center back position because uh, uh, the differences between Dahl Camper and Kaylee Real is I-, I would say on the ball. Defensively, they're both very good defenders locked down, but Abby Dahl Camper has the vision to break lines with one pass, finding forwards feet that just eliminate the mid middle of the field completely and midfield opponents. Whereas Kaylee Real's vision needs to develop a little bit more and playing every single day alongside uh, a superstar defender like Abby Camper at San Diego will be huge for Kaylee Real's development. And also uh, uh, with a coach, Casey Stoney who was a center back herself for years. And now uh, as a coach, I think that that says a lot about picking Kaylee real from Casey Stoney because as a former center back Casey Stoney understands not just where a player is, where they have been and how they've developed up until today, the middle of December, but Casey Stoney head coach can look at Kaylee real and say, this is how you can progress. And this is how we can grow you to be a, a star defender, a center back for not only San Diego, but in the NWSL and a player that a lot of clubs look at to say, you are going to be hard to break down. So the future for Kaylee Real is very bright at San Diego. Um, and, and being drafted here at number nine, I don't think that's a knock at all on Kaylee Real. It's a little interesting that San Diego chose to pass the first two and then hold it till the very last draft. And then and pick up Kaylee Reel, but hey, Jill Ellis, um, she's gonna do what she wants to do, uh, so I, I'm okay with it there. But no knock on Kaylee Reel being the last draft. This is a huge um, star on Kaylee Reel's roster, or um, excuse well, me, on her we'll, resume.
0: Well, uh, we'll see how the rest of uh, this ro- the rosters for both of these teams continues to develop because that's it. That's a wrap for the uh, expansion draft selection portion of the night, right? Uh, Angel City. Adding to their roster, San Diego. Adding to their roster, Angel City. Adding uh, Weatherholt, uh, Emsley, Spencer, Nielsen. Right. Adding to players that they got during the trade window, Kaylin Sheridan. You know, uh, or, or excuse me, um, yeah, Kaylin Sheridan. We're talking uh, or D.D. Heritage, Excuse me, Julie Ertz, Sarah Gordon, Kerry Ricaro, uh, Mavignola, Katie Cousins, Simone Charlie, Tyler Lucy, Kristen Press. Right. San Diego. Uh, going and getting out, uh, Sheridan, Dal Kemper, Morgan Johnson, uh, Donia, Kelsey Turnbull, big future piece for them, mm-hmm. right? Santa Clara, Bronco, right? Uh, Angara, James, uh, Tegan McGrady, Jody Taylor. There's there's a ton there already for these two California sides entering the fold, and they still have the regular <laughs> NWSL draft <laughs> to, to to participate in. It's uh it's an exciting time if you're a team. From Cali for sure. But there were still waves, no pun intended to be made uh on this night after the selections were made. The trade window opened immediately. And we're gonna talk about that right now after a very quick break.
1: Welcome back to Attacking Third. To remind you all, MasterCard is a proud official partner of the National Women's Soccer League together with the NWSL. MasterCard is creating priceless opportunities for both the stars today, like MasterCard global brand ambassador Crystal Dunn, and the stars of the future, some of who were drafted today. MasterCard is deeply committed to women's sports and promoting diversity on and off the field with investments spanning players, teams, and competitions around the world to learn more about how MasterCard is supporting gender equity and limitless possibilities for all, visit Priceless.com. Let's talk about
0: some real precious things right now. We're talking about trades. Trades, <laughs> absolutely the, the life source for us in this off season, Lisa. There's just been so much going on. I think compared to so many other seasons in the years past, when it comes to an offseason, there's always been a little bit of a chaotic energy when it comes to NWSL offseason. But something about this 2021 offseason, looking to the 2022 season in the horizon, it's just we're we're seeing teams, you know, take a little bit more, you know, risks and, and you know, and taking a roll of the dice and sort of seeing what they're going to get uh, in return. And at the end of this expansion draft, the trade window opened immediately. Uh, and I mean immediately that the expansion draft show on CBS Sports Uh, Got to cover that as well. That's how quickly it happened. This trade window is going to close on uh, Friday, the 17th at 5 p.m. Uh, ahead of the NWSL draft that's going to be taking place uh, on Saturday, so a couple of drafts that we're gonna, a couple of trades that we're gonna go through for everybody to sort of keep how sort of keep them in perspective of how things are going. The first one that got announced was Angels between Angel City and Houston Dash. Angel City again, they keep it moving, baby. Already looked to <laughs> Saturday, they said, hey. Let's make a move with Houston Dash. We're gonna ask for the sixth pick in the upcoming twenty-two NWSL draft and exchange. We're gonna give Houston one hundred and twenty-five dollars in allocation money and our twenty-six uh, pick overall. Uh, it's a con. Uh, it's a, I can't even say this word. It's not complimentary. It's just an extra pick that they're given as as both
1: San Diego, uh, and uh, compensatory. And- it's called a compensatory pick at the end of the second round for the NWSL draft. Both expansion teams, San Diego and Angel City, each received yeah. a compensatory pick, meaning that there will be twelve picks in or Angel, said, Angel in City round. said,
0: "I don't want it. I don't need it." They mm-hmm. gave, They included this in part of the trade, so Houston's is getting uh, a pick right? Right after it's still considered kind of in the early, early stage of, of the and also getting a ton, a crap ton of allocation money, San Diego and Portland thorns, uh, make a trade of their own. They acquire the rights to Chris, uh, Chris and Westfall and Amir Ali and Portland is going to receive $50,000 in allocation money. Gotham FC and San Diego wave also engaging in a trade. This might be the biggest one, right? Or, Or second to biggest one, depending on your perspective, Gotham FC acquiring the rights to midfielder Chrissy Mewis in exchange for $200,000 in allocation money. And Orlando Pride and San Diego Wave finally making it official and announcing it to the world uh, that San Diego has acquired the rights to Alex Morgan from Orlando Pride in exchange for the rights to uh, Anger James. And $275,000 and allocation money. So we got to talk about it, Lisa. Maybe let's talk about (laughs) grades a little bit, right? If we can even try to put a grade on things. I think if you're looking at these two teams and how they handle their expansion draft night, you give them grades, but maybe they're winners in two different Mm -hmm. areas. I think if you're Angel City, I think you're grading them based on the players, right? That they... Of acquired through through the draft mm-hmm. and, maybe, and maybe through the trades, but then you've got San Diego getting back huge, you know, a chunk of money and moving the money around, really making the allocation money work for them. When we're looking at these trades, Lisa, what what are some of the bigger ones that are pointing out to you and why?
1: I mean, Gotham acquiring Christy Mewis in exchange for two hundred thousand dollars in allocation money. First, uh, Christy Muis going to San Diego was a bit of a shock um, initially in in the trade and in the draft, just because Mewis has been rumored to be going to Europe. Um, she's been at Houston. She's a namesake there. It, it just was a little surprising to see San Diego pick her up. So then as soon as this trade was announced that Mewis would be heading to Gotham, it clicked and it all made sense. I mean, hindsight, right? It's always 2020. Um, so seeing this move was huge. And now I'm very intimidated by Gotham's midfield unit that they have. They have McCall's, as their boney. They have Ali Long. They have Christy Mewis. They have Jennifer Cujo. This team for Gotham, they are looking to make a statement next year. So that was one of the biggest uh trades that that I saw come out of post expansion draft coverage that was happening. Um not surprising at all that the Orlando and San Diego trade with Alex Morgan, because we knew that had happened. San Diego had announced that earlier in the week and Orlando Pride had said, uh, we're going to wait until the trade window reopens and we're going to follow the rules and we're going to walk the straight and narrow line and we'll announce this when the time is right and correct. But the thing that stood out to me about this trade is $275,000 in allocation money is going to Orlando. That is the highest trade amount in NWSL history, $275,000. That is a big chunk of change. And also, with James uh, going from San Diego to Orlando, who was traded earlier in this off season from North Carolina to San Diego. So lots of movement going on. I am, I would love to take a look at San Diego's um, offices and see what their cork boards look like on their walls, because these trades in this chess game that Jill Ellis is playing with the NWSL is very impressive and fantastic to watch.
0: Listen, <clears throat> I've heard that you can't put a price on home, and San Diego said yes, I can. Here is two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars in allocation money to Orlando Pride. I mean, l- who? Let's talk about those grades. <laughs> I, I mean, when we're looking at just the trades, right? Let's 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 break it down into two parts. If we're giving grades on expansion, on expansion night, expansion mm-hmm. draft night, and when you're grading San Diego Wave FC, Lisa. What kind of grade are you giving them and why? And what are you what are you basing it on? Are you basing it on their selections or are you basing it on their trades?
1: Well, you have to look at the whole picture, the whole test that they were faced with tonight with the expansion draft and then knowing that the trade window is going to open immediately as soon as the expansion draft ended. So because of that, as I was going along with my red Sharpie, as, as we do as teachers giving these grades... Um, the draft was a was fine for them. They they did okay getting Christy McNabb was pretty good for them. Christy Mewis was an interesting pick. Um passing on two different drafts was interesting. That honestly dropped their grade a little bit, right? You start at an A plus and then you just drop from there. So because of that, um San Diego went into uh, the end of the expansion draft with maybe like a B minus, I'm gonna say. And then looking at how they took those draft picks that they had, especially Christy Mewis trading her away to Gotham in exchange for $200,000 in allocation money. Their grade rose a little bit. I, I'm thinking like a B plus a minus for San Diego based on the entire night and and what they were able to do for you. When you look at San Diego, uh, uh, how, where do they fall on your grade scale?
0: I'm saying I'm saying in the, in the B column as well. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to give them a minus. I think I'm going to give them just a solid be. I'm going to give San Diego way football club a bay because I really do think that it's tricky when you're coming in as an expansion side, right? And to come into play and make both the trade window, the expansion draft selection process and allocation money work for you all at once. And I think they did that to a certain Extent and while we are seeing you know one of their top pick, right? Their their first pick of the night be utilized as a trade asset, that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't walk away with Mm -hmm. a couple players that aren't going to have an impact on their team. I think that getting um Kristen McNabb, I think that getting Kaylee Real were two good picks for them to help continue to continue to flesh out their roster. Uh, But really sort of making allocation money work for them because during this, the initial trade window, there were some question marks where it's like, wow, they're just, they're just, you know, giving away this, this allocation money for, you know, to solidify their goalkeeping position. Right. And then what are they going to do to try to maybe get some of the back or how, how are they going to utilize? And we're, we're seeing that sort of come in to play. It's like, sometimes you got to move it around and make, and make your money work for that. And it's, it was, I'm not going to act like it's not a historic move that they made for Alex Morgan because it is, I mean, this is going yeah. to be the, the third inaugural team that Alex Morgan goes to an NWSL and helps sort of build from the ground up. We saw her get a start in 2013 with Portland thorns. There was a big uh, move that was made uh, when Orlando pride came in as an expansion side. And she was with that club for six years. And now She's going back home to Cali, and she's going to do it again for a third time with San Diego Wave FC. So I'm I'm excited to see that. There's a, definitely a, a story arc there, right, for Alex Morgan in her time. Yes. And NWS Island, we're going to get to continue – uh, to see that. So I would give them uh, a solid B. I think maybe I would give Angel City FC the B plus, because I think yes. when you're, you're correct, you're talking about looking at things as a whole. I think they're walking away from this expansion draft night with all of it. They're walking away with players to help, you know, sort of flesh out that roster and they're walking away with good moves and good trades and good deals and picks looking ahead, right. To, to, uh, the, the regular Cell draft that's going to take place on Saturday. So I'm going with a B plus for them. How about you?
1: I, I agree with that. I see that. So, so we'll stick, I want to be on the same page with you here. So we're B for San Diego. I like that for San Diego and angel city. They get that B plus uh, based yep. on the trades that they made. I like this. So overall angel city coming out the winner of tonight in, in the expansion draft. And then along with the trades, even coming after it, um, because Houston, or excuse me, Angel City, making those trades with Houston to get some money and, and trade around those picks. Angel City still in the conversation now. Sandra, you touched on this, but I want to ask because this has been um, a, a big topic of conversation amongst NWSL fans. Allocation money, because it has been moving from team to team. Loads of it happening. I mean, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to Houston tonight from Angel City. Fifty thousand in allocation um, to Portland and Thorns, Gotham and San Diego doing 200,000 allocation, and then 275 to Orlando from San Diego for that Alex Morgan trade. Really, this is a lot of money moving all around. Um, What is the point of it all? Who does this benefit? If you have all this money and you're giving it away, are the teams receiving it benefiting? Can you explain the allocation money trades a little bit?
0: Well, I mean... I think you got to start at the beginning. So allocation money got introduced in, 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 in um, NWSL, excuse me, uh, back in the 2019 offseason to utilize the head of the 2020 season, which obviously got derailed by by COVID. Uh, but the concept that finally got introduced, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, is this going to be something that we will ever see, right, in in nwsl history uh and it was maybe a a certain point of question because at the time there there was a uh, an allocation system in place from u.s soccer to sort of right pay the salaries of of uh u.s soccer players uh but that is now no longer in existence moving into uh 20 the 2022 season and and beyond now even when allocation money got introduced those two things didn't weren't connected allocation money for nwsl was just its own thing and that i think at the time it was initially said that it was somewhere around the 300 000 mark to four hundred thousand dollar mark that clubs could essentially borrow from the league to utilize what everybody really hoped for was to pay their players, right? Or to acquire talent. The the truth of the matter is, is that allocation money could be utilized for any particular reason for club purposes, right? But I think that uh, most clubs are trying to do their fair due diligence and utilize allocation money for player salaries, if that's the case. Um, And we're starting to see that really become more of a consistent factor in trades moving forward. I think we're coming off of, a 2020 where it sort of got first utilized, but kind of didn't really have a lot of avenues to go. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see in this 2021 off season, heading into 2022, that this is going to be a real factor continuing moving forward. And I think a huge part of it does have to do with the fact that you've got two California sides that are coming in to the fold and that are willing to pay and utilize this money as they see fit. You've got a team like Kansas city current with their ownership group. They also made a ton of waves. Again, no water puns intended here. It's just coming out of me that way. Uh, but they also, you know, made a little bit of noise uh, with their ownership group coming in, you know, to, to participate. And that 2021 draft where they made the highest, you know, history making mm-hmm. move for $175,000 allocation money just for a number four Draft pick. So you have clubs with new ownership groups that are coming in and really changing the landscape of NWSL and how deals are made and how that allocation money is utilized. And I think we saw the continuation of that tonight. And I think we're gonna see the continuation of that as well on, on Saturday. I mean, there's there's still a whole other draft to cover, Lisa.
1: There is so much more to cover, um, but this was it. This is our expansion draft coverage. And I'm so thankful to be doing it here with you, Sandra. And thanks to everyone that joined us live on YouTube. Uh, We see your comments. We see your chats. Keep conversing with each other, asking us questions uh, because we want to answer them for you all. But as Sandra said, this was just the first of two drafts in a few days um, and we get to do it all again on Saturday, Sandra. I'm looking forward to joining everybody once more. One draft down, one more
0: to go. The 2022 NWSL draft, formerly known as a college draft, will be taking place on Saturday, December 18th, 2 p.m. Eastern. You can check that out live on CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports Network, and Paramount+. This draft will also be virtual, so we will have a live recap on Saturday evening. On YouTube.com/slash attacking third. So join us for that one as well. Everyone, I want to thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for listening to us as always. You can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Spotify. Or we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts specifically with the question, Lisa and I will answer it during our mailbag segment. And we're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube is youtube.com slash attacking third. And Lisa and I will be back Saturday with a live NWCL draft recap on YouTube for Sandra Reta and Lisa Roman. This was a second set.